The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Jericho might capture this title right here. Two, no! Oh my God! Man, that was close. Jericho, look at his eyes. He's like, what more do I need to do here to this man? This amazing crowd on hand here at the Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota, absolutely rocking for our main event. It looks like John Moxley has managed to re-break Chris Jericho's nose, though. Hopefully, as big Chris Jericho's eyes water, give we'll, Joe we'll, Buxley at least a chance. And will affect Jericho's breathing also. Yes. All that blood loss. If you're just joining us, by Moss. He's got his earring ripped out of his ear. 
by Jericho. Now Jericho exposed to the turnbuckle, the metal turnbuckle. And that happened in the first minute or two of the match. The earring. Yes. Yeah, the, the earring hit us. Monster blood loss. See, I don't agree with the referee leaving the rain to, to, to deal with housekeeping. What the hell was that? Oh. Where did that come? Sammy. Sammy Guevara! Guevara, he overshot the mark. I don't and, think the referee, oh, the referee oh didn't God. see it. Aubrey Edwards didn't see it. And Sammy Guevara may have just clinched this for Jericho. Got a new champion. Two, three, no! Moxie kicked out. Can you believe this warrior kicked out? Jericho can't. And let me tell you, Moxie kicked out. Sammy, give an assist to Sammy, even though it didn't happen. He threw Floyd the back to Jericho, but it didn't work. And that was why JR Jericho threw those turnbuckle pads to the floor. He's always planning, always thinking. Keep the ref occupied. There's a colonel. Oh, Moxley reverses. Good observation, Excalibur. You're right about the turnbuckles on Aubrey Edwards. And now a real choke here. The challenger may be going out. He almost tapped. Yeah, he's got it in tight. Jericho's got to get some separation between that. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Moxley goes face first in the exposed buckle. Jonas oh. effect. This is it. This is it. Nobody gets out of this one. You're right. Nobody has ever kicked out of this. And now Jericho, the far leg. Shoulders are down. And we, they start to say we've got a new champion. By God, we were so close. Nobody's ever kicked out of the Judas effect. The steel blue eyes of Jericho. Yeah, he's in shock. Could it be the broken nose of Jericho? He lacked the oxygen to properly hit that Judas effect, and that may have been the only thing the that saved Moxley. He hit the nail right on the head there. I think that's the only thing that did save him. Chris looks like he's in desperate mode, and I think that's bad for Moxley. Because Moxley's hurting right now. I don't think I can ever remember broadcasting a pro wrestling show that started with as much intensity as we did tonight. And now ending uh -oh, with this. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. No, now Jericho goes face first in the buckle. The exposed steel buckle and real choke is hit again. Moxley changes his grip. That's tight. That's tight, guys. It's if the tight. In, but the blood of Moxley may be the Bulldog. Oh, wait, now the Bulldog. Once he sits forward and he sinks his hips in the air, it makes that choke so tight. Elbows to the head of Chris Jericho. But, oh, Jericho, he, he reverses. He's got Moxley on, flat on his back now. Ooh, Jericho firing an elbow to the jaw of Moxley. Boy, the blue all that blood. Oh, he's going back to it, oh my God. Hell no! Lionsight, though. Yeah. The Lion Tamer locked in, and I think Jericho was bust open when he struck that turnbuckle. You're exactly right, but I think we're about to crown a new AEW Interim World Champion my right here. God, Arnage is a, astonishing. Moxley, though. Breaks free of the Lion Tamer. Went behind, which is important. Got that, gotta get that arm out of there. Oh, baby, shots. Elbow strikes raining down. Oh, there it is. Legs are in. The grapevines are in. He's done. Jericho's done, guys. Squeezing. You can see the blood streaming out of the head of Jericho. You're not getting out of this. You're not gonna get out. He's done. Constriction. There it is. Got it. Look at this. Jericho's lost so much blood. So much blood and, and, and his breath's going by the set. And he's got his arm. Jericho's body with everything in his body, everything in his heart and his soul to not tap out, to not pass out. Oh, it. there it is. There it is. Moxie wins a war. And still, AEW Interim World Champion.
There's no shame. When you get hooked like that, a guy has you, you're immobilized, you have no choice but to tap. What a battle. It's almost a smart thing to do, quite frankly. It is. It is. Live to fight another day. Sammy and Sammy Guevara, Hayden Jake Hager, Hager, charging at Moxley. And Moxley knows this story well. It's all about the numbers. Before it was the inner circle, now it's the Jericho Appreciation Society. But they are still going after John Moxley. And whoa, 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 here comes Claudio. Actually, no, that looks like Ortiz. Ortiz, Wheeler Yuta, and Eddie Kingston. My God, it is Muskogee on a Saturday night. <laughs> Everybody's got a payday, a check, and dump some whiskey in them. It's breaking the lake, man. We're going crazy up in here. Wait, that, that's now, Garcia. The other members of the JAS, Daniel Garcia, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard. You gotta keep doing the math because the numbers keep getting worse. Got Jericho Appreciation Society outnumbering the Blackpool Combat Club, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. This is turning into just a big ass fight right here. And look at Kingston trying to pull Ortiz free. Or excuse me, he's trying to pull Daniel Garcia to the floor. Yeah, a Jericho. And wait. Look at this, Jericho with the AEW World Championship. He's gonna take out Moxley for good. And Matt Menard holding John Moxley. Gonna take out Moxley for good. Oh, oh my God! Hold on a minute. My God! See you, Punk! Oh my God! Oof! There goes Sammy! Has returned to Dynamite! There goes Hager! Man, Punk looks great, I gotta tell you! Oh, Jericho! Oh! Trying to take out Punk, but Punk now right hands to the head of Jericho! What a shot right there! Punk has dominated! What an ovation! I can feel the damn ground shaking! And lest we forget, CM Punk is still the AEW World Champion. Punk arrived on the scene here and exploded Minneapolis. Punk, the difference maker, here tonight running off the Jericho Appreciation Society. And look who's left in the ring. There's a bigger story than some guys turning high tailing and running. Yeah, we have two champions, and we know that the title must be unified at some point. What a moment. Yeah, there he is. You know. I got it. I see this picture. Moxley showing no respect for CM Punk, the AEW World Champion. And you know at some point, Moxley and Punk 
must collide oh. to unify the AEW World Championship. Oh, I know Punk a long time. He's not going to forget what just happened with that flip off and that little shoulder block there by Mox. But look at this, Punk putting all the weight on his foot, his surgically repaired <laughs> foot. But I don't think he's officially cleared Excalibur, I don't think. Well, I we haven't heard this. We have not heard it. But CM Punk looks to be in fantastic condition. Came out here and whooped some ass, I'll tell you that. As loud an ovation as you're ever going to hear in a pro wrestling ring we just experienced here tonight in Minneapolis. Yeah, the roof nearly came off the Target Center. And you know we will hear more about this situation coming up this Friday night at Rampage, 10, 9 Central on TNT. We will also hear from the American Dragon, this is big Brian man. Danielson. This is a big interview, I'm promising you. Plus, Orange Cassidy, Ari Dabari of the Trustbusters, the one-on-one -on -one this Friday night. And then one week from tonight, AEW Dynamite House of the Dragon presents the Trios Tag Team Tournament kicks off the Young Bucks. Who will they find to take on La Faction in Gobernable? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an amazing night, no doubt about that. And look at this one, Danielson Garcia. Two out of three falls, I cannot by God wait. Ladies and gentlemen, for Taz, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, I'm Jim Ross saying thanks for being with us, and we'll see you Friday night on Rampage. The Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Yes, folks, it's time for the PWC to present to you. What are you? Are you? You can't. Baby, I'm doing a show, okay? You gotta, you gotta go upstairs. You gotta go upstairs. You gotta go upstairs. Up you go. Up you go. Up you go. We're live, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're live. Uh, where was I? Yes, folks, it's time for the PWC to present to you the Wednesday night skirmish. We're coming to you for the PWC Network and the PW Hustle. You're here with me, Chris Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. I'm back in the saddle again. Uh, and I'm here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the hell are you, mate? I'm great, man. And just quietly, we're going live on Twitch for the very first time. So we're also live on Twitch, man. So I'm excited. But I'm great, dude. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure what to think of this dynamite, bro, to be honest with you. But I'm glad that the OGs of the PWC, and especially on the skirmish, our flagship show, are back once again, back together again. So I'm pumped, dude. Me too, bro. Me too. Yeah. Um, it's the Quake by the Lake from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I... Quake cool. by the lake. Can't we just call it Quack by the fucking ducks or something like that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what to really make of this either as a whole. Like, there were moments in this show that I thought, okay, I like this, I like this development, and then there were some other moments where I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, Unbelievable, good. man. I'm sick of all the blood festing, blood fest. That we get week in, week out on fucking Dynamite, bro. I'm not going to lie. I feel like fans of Dynamite must, like, want us to start every show by just, like, punching ourselves in the nose and just bleeding gushers while we're while we're talking or something. Because... Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I, like, I'm not opposed to blood, but it doesn't have to be every Neither single week. I. But it's lost its specialty, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, where's the... You know, it used to feel like a big deal when we did get blood. I'm not saying I don't want blood. I'm just saying, do we need to have blood week in, week out, week in, week out? You know what I mean? Like, it's just lost its its credibility to me in many ways, dude. Oh, 100%, dude. It's, it's when you just get violence for the sake of violence, that's not my thing. Like, I know some people love it, right? But, like, I don't know, man. I, I just... To me, it's just gratuitous, and it gets to the point where you're like, okay, I, it doesn't mean anything, so why do I care, right? Like, right. you care if you see blood on WWE TV because it's so rare that you see it on television that you're like, oh, I wonder what happened. I wonder wonder if that was hard way or whatever. But we've gotten to the point now with AEW where it's like, if there's not blood, you're going, oh, it must not have been that good a match or it must not have been a, that serious or whatever. It, blood for the sake of blood man what can i say i don't like it wow unbelievable so what happens when we do get a show that's finally normal like we just have a normal show with no blood it hasn't happened for a good 10 weeks i'm serious dude i don't know how long you haven't watched dynamite for up until recently but no shit bro if it's a moxley match it's gonna have blood if it's a fucking it's something every week there's a gimmick in every freaking dynamite so this is quack in the duck in the lakes whatever the fuck I mean, might as well call this shit Duck Duck Goose, in my opinion. And then we've got, we had Blood and Guts. We had uh, Blood and Guts and barbed wire things everywhere, including in catering. I mean, 
I mean, seriously, bro. Just how about we just call it dynamite, yeah? Oh, but yeah. wait. Next week, we've got another gimmick fucking dynamite. I forgot what it was called, but it was, wasn't it video game related or some TV show related? I can't remember, but yeah, we're getting another gimmick. Or whatever, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Dragoons, it is. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, um, it, they might as well have called it uh, Quake by the Lake of Blood. Ha! <laughs> Why not? <laughs> nice. Ha! <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's see. We can jump. We can jump right in, Jimmy. Um, oh, you know what? Let's talk about something political first, because everybody loves when we talk Jeez. politics. Love it. Uh, so, so uh, Donald Trump apparently got uh, got his house raided by the FBI the other day. Um, I'm very curious to see how that turns out. But why? What's going on here, man? I heard about it, but I haven't really looked into it. Yeah. So the most that I've heard from it is basically that when he left, he apparently took some presidential documents that weren't supposed to go with him or they disappeared or whatever. And he said, well, I didn't take them. Um, so the FBI was basically looking for those documents. Now, I don't know exactly what documents we're talking about. Could be the Area 51 documents, the proof that there's aliens mm. or something. But I know mm. that that'll... Uh, I know that that'll give all the conspiracy horsemen fans a boner. Uh, yeah, shout out to the conspiracy horsemen and HMG. Shout outs. We love you guys. Um, Absolutely. No idea, man. No idea what the documents actually are, but apparently they they weren't supposed to leave and they left around the same time Trump did. So that's what the FBI is looking for. At least that's, that's what I've heard. We'll see. I really, honestly, I, I kind of feel like, after doing this, they have to produce a smoking gun. Otherwise, like it's going to be pretty clear to people on both sides of the of the political aisle that this is an example of Biden overreaching with the FBI, which that's scary. That is scary. And you know what, dude, could it have something to do with his ex-wife, possibly? I I don't know. You mean that she's dead? Are you are you suggesting yes. that, that is that a bit is that a bit weird? I'm not saying that he killed her. I'm not saying that at all. But if you want to play conspiracy, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Could there be a chance that is there something more going on that we just haven't been told about just yet? I think that that's very likely. Um, I think that anytime you have something that that's this high level, the public doesn't really know what's going on until very, very long after the fact. Um, but we'll see. I know that the American people right now are very skeptical of the current administration. And I know that there's a lot of people, again, like I said, on both sides of the political aisle that are watching this and going, he better have actually done something like they, they can't come back and go, Please. uh, we have no proof, but there were weapons of mass destruction again. Um, Bro, we, we're not going to, weapons. we're not going to go through weapons, that again. We'll put it this way. If there was weapons of mass destruction back in Iraq or Iraq, however you want to call it, right? Iraq, Iraq, it's really Iraq, right? Technically. But anyway, well, I'm sure there would be some sort of weapons of mass destruction once again in Trump's fucking house, bro. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying like that shit. I mean, it, it just happens one too many times, man. I mean, it is what it is. Yep. There are weapons of mass destruction. What are they? We're not telling you. Uh, well, you have to because no, no. we have a Freedom of Information Act. Uh, they had uh, gas and stuff, but we knew <laughs> about that already. Well, I don't want to like get heat on our nine eleven and viewers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what's going on with that, right? That, absolutely nothing. I mean, 
it's just kicked under the curb. And I don't care what anyone says, man. If you can't see the discrepancies of 9-11, there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of questions to be asked. It's, it, you know, I have the same opinion about 9-11 that I did, that I do about the whole Sandy Hook thing. There are serious questions that it's okay to ask. Like, wow. people it's should segue, be asking the, the questions. Right. Yeah. People should be asking the questions. Now, should they be shouting into a microphone that it's fake and these kids never died and et cetera, et cetera? I think that I think that that's low class. I think that you can yeah, I think is. that you can ask questions in a classy way that doesn't also hurt people, you know, to say, hey, I'm not sure about this because there are some discrepancies in what we've been told. I think that that's a legitimate thing. And by the way. Like, I think it's low class to shout into a microphone and say, this is, this is fake. These kids never, these kids were never alive and the frogs are gay. And I like, I think it's low class, but I also think, I also think, and I think very strongly that it should be legal for him to say that. I, I, I'm not okay with the current. Who who are you talking about there, Chris? Are you talking about Alex Jones in particular? I am talking about Alexander Jones. Um, Alexander he fucking copped it in the ass, bro, like this. I'm just saying. Yep. Uh Alexander Jonesies. Um <laughs> Jones Jonesies. <laughs> I, I think like listen, I like I said, I think it's low class oh. to 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 do things the way that he did it, but I also think that it should be legal for him to be a low class asshole if that's what he wants to do. And if being a low class asshole makes you money, fine. And if you're okay with that fine you know Absolutely. i i couldn't do it i i wouldn't feel comfortable doing the things that he did saying the things that he did you know on his show but at the same time i think that it should be legal for a person to say their opinion about something whenever i i just that's me but um yeah i mean shit i mean now he's forced not only does he have to pay back or pay money to the parents of Sandy Hook. I don't know how many of them, but he, he does anyway. But he has also come out publicly, which he has, and say that Sandy Hook did happen, which it did. I'm not saying it didn't happen, yeah. right? And I'm not saying that something kids didn't die. Something certainly happened that day. Something, yeah, something happened, definitely. definitely happened, yeah. 100%. But if you look deeply into it, again, there's a lot of questions to be asked. And I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Yeah, like I said, you... you the, the the free world should never block someone from asking questions. That's really dangerous. I mean, I think that the freedom of speech is tantamount to the freedom of thought. Like, I I really think that those two that those two things are imminently connected. And I think that anytime somebody says, "Well, it's you you're allowed free speech, but only as soon as you say only," I'm going, "Eh, no, I don't like it." I, I get not causing a panic. I get not causing a riot. I get that you can't legally, um, you know, you, you can be held accountable for your words if if actions take place afterwards that are really bad, right? But I'm talking right. about if you, you know, if you call a hitman and say, hey, I want you to shoot this person, technically, all you've done is speak, right? But you right. shouldn't have freedom of that. Like, that's not the same thing. But, I mean, this guy saying... You know, I think these kids didn't really die or whatever. I don't like it. It's not something that I that I want to listen to. But at the same time, I think that it should be legal. And I think that anybody who can't understand that there's a difference between what you do and do not like and what should and should not be legal is is the kind of person who should never be in any kind of leadership capacity at all. 
you know, because other people live different lives and you just have to accept it. Absolutely. Well said. All right. Well, let's fucking stop talking about politics. Let's get back into wrestling now. Yeah, do we um, have to? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the opening match gets started. Jim Ross welcomes viewers to the show and said he was joined by Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Taz on commentary. Uh, Ross mm-hmm. turns things over to ring announcer Justin Roberts, who introduced a face paint wearing Brody King for the coffin match to open the night. Uh once King was in the ring, uh, yes, I'm rhyming all kinds of stuff tonight. Uh, Darby Allen appeared and dove off the top rope and hit King. Uh, yeah, he then takes out a skateboard that has thumbtacks, which is awesome. And right away, Brody King is bleeding. And uh, by the way, sports fans, if you're into blood, this was the show for you because, <laughs> yeah, it was it's a lot blood of- and guts fucking week five at this point. Yeah, um, it's like, I, I don't know, sometimes I think that Tony Khan is trying to make ECW meets ROH, but he's just having ECW and then ROH and then ECW and then ROH. Sweet thought and manipulation of sheeple, two different things. They're not, though. They're not two different things. I mean, a person, listen, if there are people who are stupid enough to believe some guy who comes out and says, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I, uh, Jesus talked to me and I'm a new prophet. If there are people who are stupid enough to send that guy money, you know, that's, 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 that's how it is. I mean, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't like it if somebody like I, I have my, I have my suspicions of who the Facebook user is, but, um, you wouldn't like it if somebody it is, came out. Check. You wouldn't like it if somebody came out and told you that you can't believe something that you fervently believe because it's stupid and you're a sheeple. You know, uh, <laughs> there there is such a thing as free as free speech. You know, absolutism. I'm not that, but I do think that a person should be able to shout whatever they want into a microphone. And if there are people around who are stupid enough to come and give him money, so be it. Well, shout outs to the Professor Chavela Vera Cruz, who was the the person with the first comment that said free thought and manipulation of sheep or two different things. And then Mr. Good old Dr. Jeff Lippman with the second uh message where he said there are zero questions. What happened? Look into it, Jeff. There's a lot of questions. I have questions. Um, but this isn't a political podcast, it's a wrestling podcast. So let's get on with the show there's blood um lots of blood and um darby allen jumping from stuff and that's pretty much how that goes allen hits king with a skateboard that had thumbtacks uh so king is just bleeding already um allen was dominant to start off uh, as he got the jump on brody king uh king comes back he uh he throws darby allen around a little bit um I didn't mind the start to this match as it was believable that Allen sort of got the jump on King and therefore he was dominating to start. Um, I also liked that eventually when Brody King got the upper hand, it made sense. He's a physical guy. He's bigger and stronger than everybody else. Um, it makes sense. Um, there's an avalanche code red, which drew some holy shit chants from the crowd. Uh, and if you like chanting, this is the show for you. Um, they cut to a picture in picture break. Uh, when they come back, there's uh there's lights out again. I don't know how many Apparently, times they're going to do lights out in this fucking, but, but, like Jesus but, Christ. 
well, not just that, right? But what makes it even more hilarious to me is the fact that the commentators knew exactly. Oh, this seems like uh, the House of Black because they can tell. Yeah. And guess what? It was so. Yeah. I guess yeah. now, from now on, when the lights go out, you just think of House of Black because because they're the only ones who ever do the the lights out, lights on gimmick in AEW, right? Apparently, that's apparently, it. Apparently, I mean, nobody else does it. Apparently, it was also you know I, I thought I saw Shitnam Singh do it too, but hey. I got hey, this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When the lights turn back on, Black and Buddy Matthews are outside the ring in front of King. Uh, there, there I go rhyming again. <laughs> AEW. Uh, Facebook <laughs> user says AEW should get a deal with a laundry <laughs> detergent brand to get all this blood cleaned off. Yes, that would be great. It, it definitely should. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's true too. This I mean, is true. shit. I think Jerry broke his nose too. Well, hallelujah to the lion fart. We'll we'll get into it. Um. <laughs> anyway, Black stood over. Uh. Do 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 Sorry, I'm lost here in my notes. Black and Buddy Matthews stood at the ringside in front of King. Allen ran the ropes for a dive, but Julia Hart emerged and tripped him. Matthews entered the ring and attacked Allen. Black stood over Allen while Matthews leaned a table in the corner of the ring. Uh, King then performed a cannonball that drove Allen through the table. That was a pretty cool spot. Uh, Matthews flashed a sadistic smile. Because, <laughs> I mean, all Australians are sadistic bastards. So. Um, Excalibur he just did come back from Australia just quietly. So. Well, there That's you go. He's been missing. So, yeah. He's like, he's, like, he's like, I was just in Australia. My life was on the line every second of the day because of the poisonous snakes and poisonous <laughs> well, spiders and poisonous oh, bugs and poisonous I, birds and poisonous. I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up because someone said, I can't remember who it was, but it was on YouTube. I was watching a video or it was on Facebook, one of the videos. And they said, oh, it's not like the snakes are everywhere and they live here. It's not like it's they're in the city and whatnot. Well, sir, they are in the fucking city because I can tell you that. Where I nearly got bitten by, just go to a local creek and tell me what you find, just quietly. You'll find the two most venomous snakes in the whole world, just quietly. <laughs> They're yeah. not in the city. What a joke. I probably would have died if I was born in Australia because I used to go to the creek all the time and catch frogs. <laughs> I used to too, man. I used to as well, believe it or not. I didn't have a care in the world. Darby, take a king of the coffin matches. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Facebook oh, user. Um, Anyway, we get a uh, yeah that that pissed me off just quietly. I did want to point that out. the The Facebook user is right. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, why is he just sitting there? You know what I mean? You should be Australian St. Patrick. <laughs> What's I can the St. Patrick all the snakes part? Out. Yes. <laughs> why St. Patrick though? Because that's what St. Patrick was famous for. He was. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he go. drove all of the snakes out of Ireland. Really? Because there were snakes in Ireland. They was no, not really. Oh, yeah, that's why Catholic I was thinking. There's no snakes hilarious. in New Zealand either. Yeah, well, there you go. Just quietly. <laughs> yeah, there's just koalas and fuzzy things. I don't know about that. I don't think they exist in New Zealand either, bro. Oh well, uh, hobbits, <laughs> no, not koalas. Then. I don't know. something like that. Not even kangaroos, bro. No. Well, there you go. No. It's a completely different not island. Yeah, they're Australia. not at all the same. Australia and, it's and not. New Zealand, not at all the same. They might be related. We might have similar accents. We might be very close to each other. Yeah. But the animals are completely different. <laughs> right. It's like it's like AEW and WWE. It's completely yeah. different, but not. Apparently. They're connected, I mean, but yeah. not. But like, yeah, they're basically like the same thing, but like not really. You know what I mean. 
Yeah, you, you get it. <laughs> um, all right. We've got a, a We Want Sting chant. Uh, Black pointed to the coffin at ringside. Matthews went to ringside and opened the coffin to find Sting laying inside. Um, and then Sting stood up. Um, Matthews stared at him. And uh, Sting looked at him and Matthews stared at him. <laughs> and then uh, Sting got his geriatric medication in him and uh, Matthews stared at him. And then uh, Sting applied the face paint and Matthews stared at him. And um, <laughs> eventually what happened here is uh, Sting attacks uh, Buddy Matthews, who apparently didn't have time to 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 jump Sting, even though he literally watched a 60-something-year-old man stand up out of a coffin. Apparently didn't yeah. have time. It's true. Maybe Matthew that, should that, stay in Australia. Maybe. I mean, because that really annoyed me. Like the Facebook user pointed out, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm thinking, why is he just fucking sitting there, like staring at him? Hit him already, man. It's like he's sort of boogeyman. Yep. Anyway, Black's sitting in the corner, cross legged. Sting throws the bat at him. Jim Ross says, Here's a weapon for you. Do you have the balls to use it? Um. <laughs> I'm so tired of this spot. This spot is like repeated over and over and over now. Like here, yeah. here's a weapon. Hit me. Here's a weapon. Hit me. Here's a weapon. Hit me. I mean, they did this with, they did this with Bailey a couple of years ago too, when she was still a, a face. Um, I don't hit know. Me. It's dumb. It's really, really dumb. And if you've ever been involved in any kind of fights at all, <laughs> this is just, you, you Don't bring you know, a weapon you to give use the weapon. It. Yeah. You bring no, a weapon you... to use it. Do you? I thought you bring the weapon to give it to your opponent to hit you with it. I thought that's how it works, dude. It's not how it works. All right. Uh, oh, so anyway, oh, back bad. in the ring, uh, <laughs> Alan performs a cannonball dive onto King to the floor. Uh, King dumps Alan onto the ring steps. Facebook user says maybe he was jet lagged. I mean, listen, man, I've gone to Europe before. I know what that jet lag is like. It ain't fun. I can imagine going all the way to Australia, which is a pretend place that only actors pretend. apparently live in. Um, I don't exist. I'm just a very good actor. Jimmy T is just an excellent actor. Excellent. Excellent. I can do all sorts of accents. You really can't. Your accents are I terrible. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? I can do all sorts of accents. You can please. barely even do an Australian <laughs> accent. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Anyway, go continue on, please. All right. Excalibur pointed out that the coffin had thumbtacks on the inside of the lid because, of course, it did. Um, Alan brought King to the apron for his dangling sleeper, but uh, Alan ended up with a chain that King wears to the ring. Uh, again, hey, bring a weapon to the ring and don't use it. And see what happens. Um, yeah. King gets choked out by the by the chain and eventually falls into the coffin. Closes. Uh, I I didn't mind the ending to this match. That was kind of a clever little finish. I I do I do think that there That's are some it, people. I think that there are some people backstage there who are coming up with some decent endings or decent spots, but it's just they don't seem to be able to put it all together um for like a whole show um anyway it's hard to take big guys seriously if all they ever fucking do is lose so <laughs> I, like at this point brody king is not dangerous every time they're like look just just look at how dangerous that man looks no I, he doesn't look dangerous he looks he looks useless because that's what we've been told now watching this show is that everyone who is more than 210 pounds is useless and can't fight because they lose 
all the damn useless, time. Useless, bro. Useless. Also, when is the Blackened Throne of Darkened Elevators going to do something interesting? Because at this point... The same shit every fucking week, bro. Shit or get off the pot, guys. Like... <laughs> we're dark and we're you don't you you can't see us and now you can see just our faces and we're we're gonna quote stuff from you know from Dante's Inferno at you to try to be clever yeah. and and then we're gonna go to the ring and do the exact same thing we always do which is either lose or win a match by pinfall like yeah do something if you're dark and you have secret powers show me I know right show us I mean I was taking Kane showed us remember that. I mean, hey, Undertaker had lightning <laughs> powers and Kane had fire Kane powers. Kane had fire. Right. I mean, come on. And then Bray come Wyatt on, beat them both and then he had lightning <laughs> and fire powers. <laughs> well, hey, if they can do it, why can't these guys do it? I mean, uh, to me, they're powerless, bro. I don't see no power. What's their power? Just turning off the lights? Yeah, I mean, you that, don't even that. have to be supernatural like that. You don't have to show lightning or fire or whatever the fuck. You can just do something interesting, okay? Listen, you know, we, <laughs> I can, if I, you know, if I look at, the Facebook user says they're waiting for the elevator repair guy to show up. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so just do something where, like, Malachi Black seems like he has some kind of, spooky powers like you know he can make people do things or he can or he can make somebody stop in their tracks or maybe actually keep going with the thing about the fucking like he sprayed julia hart in the face and that apparently turned her evil but she was the only one who that worked on like are you only are you only able to turn women or are you only mm -hmm. able to turn people named Hart? or are you only able to like where does this ability wow. begin and end and how exactly does it work? Because then you can actually show me something cool. Cause right now it's just, it's nonsense and it's the same shit every wow. single week and every single week it's like, Oh yeah, I like this entrance. That's cool. Well, apparently we were lucky he sprayed in the face. Yeah. Just saying, maybe that's why it's got an effect on them. As far as the guys go, at least we sting and I'm hoping and I'm, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm hoping. See how he had that that shit stain on his friggin' eye. I did. Yes. It, it well, looked... I've said. Right. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Continue. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say is right. I was saying on previous shows, especially back when he first got sprayed on, right, that I wanted to go all black, slowly, slowly turn black and do the opposite, right? So black face paint, white lines, right? Yeah. And then someone brought up that. Uh, we can't have that because it's blackface, whatever the fuck, right? Shut up. I don't up. know if... Yeah, exactly. I think that was Jeff. Jeff, shut up, all right? Just quietly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so... And I, I don't think that'll make a difference, but whatever, right? Um, But I'm hoping that that's what happens. So eventually he goes all black face paint with the white lines. Mm -hmm. And maybe he becomes like, you know, when wasps, these fucking weird wasps or hornets, whatever you want to call them, that attack spiders and make them into zombies where they control the spider. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. There's there's a there's a fungus, there's a, a a mushroom that can do that to ants in the Amazon. I've read about. Right. Well, well, you know, these hornets can do it to spiders and it's pretty spooky, man. Like basically they lay eggs while it's alive, but apparently it's 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 fucked up. Anyway, the point is I'd love to see something along those lines we sting. You know what I mean? Where he mm. goes under their control. So the more that black mist goes bigger on his face, 
the more control the House of Black sort of have over Sting, even though we saw no sign of that at all after this episode. And let's be honest, Chris, AEW probably aren't creative enough to go that way. But God damn it, why not think a little deep? Let's go that way because I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, well, and to be honest with you, I kind of wonder how how willing Steve Borden would be to do that. Um, you know, he's he's been very he's been very religious lately, and sometimes people who get super religious have a hard time playing the dark character. But I would like them to do something interesting with Sting because they literally haven't had Sting do anything interesting since his debut. Everything since then has been shit. Two. I agree. Try it on Abaddon first. Thing is like, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. But look at this. Apparently, Zelina the Vega likes Malachi's mist. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure she gets sprayed every day in the face. But anyway, that, that's that's not for us to like uh, know. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to the Facebook user that said that. But anyway, Chris, sorry. Continue on. But anyway, uh, John Moxley is backstage. He delivers a promo. He suggests calling his interim AEW World Championship the FYI belt. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. stupid. Just That's, quietly. There's already an FTW belt. But why don't you just mm -hmm. rename it that, John? It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, Moxley <laughs> said that uh, it was forged in Cincinnati, Ohio. And like the heart dungeon, the belt is about pain and how much you can endure and some other stuff. <laughs> um, he talks about he's going to push Chris Jericho past his breaking point. Uh, if, if Jericho's spiting, uh, spiting fear it, Jesus Christ, fighting spirit doesn't break, his body will. That's fine. That's hardcore, bro. That's fucking hard, know. bro. That's I don't the hardest know, like, shit I ever heard. The FYI I'm... title. <laughs> <laughs> For your the fucking DIY information. title. <laughs> the do-it-yourself title. Why not? I'm the down The FBI for that. title. <laughs> We're coming for you, Trump. Fuck it. The PWC title at this point, man. Why not? No. No. <laughs> Why? That's Why mine. Not, Come on. Oh, fine. 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 <laughs> but the FBI title, I like it. Can we even go the, what else was it? The DEA title? The DEA title for sure. Yeah, we're coming for all your drugs and your guns. <laughs> anyway, enough. These belts already fucking gone to shit. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's right? a fucking interim... interim title. It started as shit. It's stupid. Well, yeah, but apparently, according to Moxley, it's it's not. It's the title, bro. And it was forged in Cincinnati. Oh in blood, God. bro. Oh, it definitely has been forged in blood. I'm always yeah, so conflicted lying. when it comes to Moxley because I always say like I want somebody who feels like a real fighter, right? And Moxley does yeah. feel like the kind of guy who like he might actually kick the shit out of you in a bar. Like Moxley feels that way, but at the Ooh, same whatever. time, like some of the stuff that he says is like it's so over the top, man. It's like just bring it down a little bit, bring it down a little. You know bit. What, I know Chris? it's pro wrestling, but bring it down a little bit. You know what, Chris, man, and, and I'm a fan of Moxley. Let's not get get it twisted but i'm starting to think this guy is so overrated when it comes in terms of his wrestling sort of uh knowledge if that makes any sense and i'm talking about his wrestling 101 knowledge in terms of in ring and all that because he complains about that would be you know fitting him shit all this time but let's be real man i assume he's booking his own style of matchups right i think 
comes across that way anyway, right? Right. Now, let's be honest, dude. Hello. <laughs> let's be honest. All right, get out of here. Is it is it is it any good? Is does he even know what he's doing? If he's going in week in, week out and sitting there saying, Yeah, I wanna like I want more blood. You know, you fucking you punch me in the face. Blood. You pull my earring out and I've got earrings. Blood. Right? I mean, if that's the case, John, you don't know shit about professional wrestling. I'm sorry, man. Stick to your backyard shit. That's that's I, the shit I mean, you actually know. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the answer to it, though, is that, yes, John Moxley does think that what he's being given in AEW is good. He thinks this is top quality stuff. He's wow. got the belt and he's able to bleed every day and he's able to do the kinds of things that he wants to do because, like, he thinks that that's compelling. And I don't, like... I do think that blood is a certain, like, it's an ingredient that you can absolutely use that can sometimes heighten uh, the, the drama of a, of a wrestling match. I, I think absolutely. that it can be used, right? Again, like, if you ask me what the best wrestling match of all time in the ring is, it's it's Bret Hart and Stone Cold at WrestleMania. It's hard to it, beat. It's and the blood there was hugely influential in making that match what it was. Absolutely. Keeping in mind too, Vince McMahon didn't even want him to bleed. Like Vin, like That's Stone Cold and Brett had to secretly blade in order to get the blood on that fucking match. So, I mean, imagine yeah, that match without forgiveness blood. after the fact, right? Exactly, a hundred percent. Now, imagine that without blood. Now, just say they actually listened to Vince McMahon, right? And didn't but imagine do blood. But imagine that for the three months leading up to WrestleMania, Stone Cold bled every single fucking night. Would WrestleMania have come off wow. that same way? Would that match have meant the same? Not a chance. No chance in hell, pun intended. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, you can use it for certain things, but it doesn't need to be in every single fucking recipe. It's like vanilla is a great thing to put. Like if you're if you're baking or whatever, you put a little vanilla in something. It's great. Absolutely. It's a wonderful ingredient. If you put vanilla on my steak, I'm going to smack you in the face. Yuck. Like, You, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Awful. Like. You can't use it on every single fucking <laughs> food group every single time. You you need to use certain ingredients for certain things at certain times. Otherwise, you're just throwing everything into the fucking mixer and going, hopefully it doesn't suck. And well. that's sort of what I see with John, with John Moxley is he's a throw everything into the oven and hopefully it doesn't suck kind of guy. And you need to be a little more judicious with how you're using blood and violence. I'm just, it's, it's crazy. Have you, you know what, Chris, you got to listen. I've got his audio book. I'm talking about Moxie's audio book. It is a brilliant listen. I, I'm not going to lie, dude. It is, you know what? I'll send it to you, right? Have a listen to it because the book is exactly what Mo Moxley is. This book is so mixed and messed up that it's, it's funny. It's, it's John Moxley, bro. Like it's, he goes all over the place, but I like it. It's, it's interesting, right? Moxley And you know what's funny? Moxley on tape, and he's he's actually narrating it through the whole audio book too, which makes it even better. But I uh, want to point out, he, you know what's funny? He never liked that garbage backyard wrestling bullshit. Could you believe that? He used to hate it, bro. He was into Japanese wrestling and that real, you know, professional wrestling type shit, not this garbage crap. Yeah, but, but a lot of the Japanese it. stuff from back in the day too is is overly violent for no reason. Like there was oh, definitely yeah, a time in Japan where it went from like there were very traditional for a very long time, right. Where they almost mixed in like actual mixed martial arts 
you know, to a lot of their stuff, which was pretty, pretty interesting. And then it hit sort of like a year or two after ECW and it just got shitty for a long time. And then they've, they've brought it back. I will say that honestly, like watching bell to bell matches in new Japan, it's good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. Some, sometimes they get a little ridiculous with the slap happy shit, but I mean, bell to bell, they do pretty good. Now, if they were still blowing each other up in the fucking rings, I wouldn't watch it. That's garbage. To be fair, if you're watching FMW back then, yeah, that was your violent stuff. But if you're watching Old Japan or New Japan, I wouldn't call it violent per se, even back then, dude. Especially like Old Japan and Noah back then were really good to watch. Um, b- but yeah, like if you watched FMW though, that that was just violence. That's where pretty much ECW got yeah. their their ideas from. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it is what it is. But um. Alicia Fox versus Melina didn't need blood. Yeah, it didn't. It really didn't. Not necessary <laughs> for that particular feud. Don't tempt me, Facebook user, because I will. No, <laughs> I, don't. I really will. Your accents are terrible. The only accent you do well is like a Middle Eastern accent, and that's because you basically what? had you basically went to school with nothing but Middle Eastern kids. He's off that Gaddy Bamek. All right, there you go. That's authentic. Look it up. <laughs> All right, Chris Jericho delivers a promo standing backstage uh, in front of the AEW backdrop. He's uh, he's clean shaven. He's wearing a black vest. Uh, Jericho says Moxley wanted to face the Lionheart and the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. God, the Hearts are getting all kinds of shout outs on this night again, um, oh, which me. I don't know if you knew this, but the Hearts are Canadian, Jimmy. Are they? Um, yeah, they're Canadian. No. It's fucking cool. Um, you want to know another fact about the hearts? Did that? you know Helen Hart was Greek? <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. There you go. Helen. Helen <laughs> I guess that makes Helen sense. Hart. Yeah. Helen, the mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. My mum's name is Helen too. So there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ironically. And uh, no, it says it in his book though, believe it or not. It Helen of does. Calgary. Helen of New York. She's from New York as a matter of fact. She wasn't even Canadian. Well, Helen of Troy wasn't from <laughs> Troy either. She just, well, yeah. I'm just saying, because technically they're, they're half American, born and bred in Canada, obviously. Yeah. But like their mother yeah. was actually a, a New Yorker. So, well, yeah. And I think their dad was actually not. No, he's like, Canadian. He's from Calgary. Is he? Okay. I thought he yeah, was born yeah, yeah. in England. He, Doesn't matter. No, no, no. No, but he did. I think he fought for the, for the English army though, like for the Royal English army or whatnot. Lots of Canadians did in World War II. My my grandpa did the same thing. Right, absolutely. All right, moving on. Uh, Jericho, uh, he says that uh, Stu Hart was a sadist, and he never wants to think about what he put him through again. Uh, Jericho said he would twist, turn, and stretch the shit out of Moxley. We're getting serious now because Jericho is saying the S word and stuff. Uh, Jericho said he was the first AEW champion and he will be the next AEW champion. I guarantee it. Ooh, that was hard, bro. (laughs) That's hard, man. I'm already like, doing the Scott Hall. (laughs) Yeah, that was hard, bro. That was fucking hard. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, the lion fart, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm fine with Jericho going back to the Lionheart uh, gimmick for a, a Well, why, like Chris? This. Because he got told to by Moxley. So basically, if I'll be like, you know what, Chris? I don't want to fight this fucking Les Champion bullshit. I want to fight Y2J. I want Y2 fucking J. So does that mean we're going to get Y2J? Apparently, I don't fucking know. Um, Damn, it's fine. someone's got to throw it out there. 
it's fine. Uh, the brackets for the AEW Trios title tournament are shown. It will be Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. I don't know who the fuck that is. Andrade, El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and Rush versus the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. It'll be the House of Black versus the Dark Order. And the Trustbusters, who I also don't fucking know who they are, versus who, the best who's friends. Who's the Trustbusters? I don't know I who don't the know. Trustbusters are. I know Aussie Open, obviously, because, you know, they're from Australia. Who are they? They're a great tag team, bro. Are you kidding me? Oh, this is how long it's been since you and I have done a fucking skirmish, right? So you haven't really watched any AEW, so fair enough. But I've been fans of these guys, obviously, from back when they were actually wrestling in the Australian indie scene. But they made their name in Europe, in England in particular, and also are now signed in for New Japan. Uh, hopefully, and they've been on AEW television. I think they're a great tag team. A lot of people fucking shit on them. I'm not just saying that because they're from Australia, right? Believe me, I'm the first one to rip on my own fucking wrestlers, all right? Can't but confirm. I truly think, right. Ask Jimmy about that. Absolutely. But I truly think these two are fucking great, bro. You got to check them out, man. Okay, cool. All I have to say about this tournament is hashtag no more belts. Hashtag please. <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> no hashtag. more belts. No more. Belts. No more, but more. Give us more. Why not? I mean, we got all Atlantic. Are we going to get the all Pacific? All fucking, uh, all, all Hudson know, Bay. Aegean. Yeah, all Hudson Bay. The all Hudson call it the Bay all New Yorker. The all St. Lawrence Seaway Championship. Um, uh, we've got the all, the all Lake Ocean of the belt. Woods Championship. Yeah. Yeah, down your way. Yeah, down my way. <laughs> what? One of the Edwards Lake Championship, just, which is in my area. Just like how the Atlantic Ocean is is apparently Australia. It's everything. It's all Atlantic everything, brother. Don't you know? Even though I'm Atlantic. by the Pacific. I'm no. by the Pacific, but you know. No, you're not. No. According the, to What does AEW, that make the West Coast of America, bro? Aren't they by the Pacific? No, they're also Atlantic. It's all oh. Atlantic. That's, oh, that's, that's right. my You bad. don't get that. That's the joke. What they're do all, I know? It's all Atlantic. All what Atlantic. What do I know? I, I didn't know I was by the Atlantic. I guess we are now. What's this? Trustbusters. Yeah. Who are you going to call, Facebook user? Yeah. Trustbusters. Okay. I, I, yeah, okay. What does that um, even mean, Trustbusters? So if, you, if they trust each other, they bust them? I mean. I honestly, what? when I first saw this, I thought, well, Jimmy, you'll know who this is. It must be somebody from Japan, but. No. I actually don't know who the fuck they are. Hey. I really don't. I thought I would. I know everyone else. I don't know who the fuck. I'll look them up right now. I just want to know. Uh, Trust fucking enough. busters. I will uh, I will not quite review this next match. Rush and Andrade wow. versus the Lucha Brothers is nonsense. I'm skipping to the end. I... What would you say? What would you say? Say that again. Rush and Andrade versus the Lucha Brothers ah. is nonsense, and I'm skipping to the end. Nonsense uh, indeed. Just jumping everywhere, all over the Indeed. goddamn place. Flips and shit and trying to make the Olympic team for gymnastics. Uh, Rush took the back of Penta's mask, tied it to the middle of the ring. Andrade, who was wearing an F, uh, an LFI t-shirt, uh, tied a second knot. Rush hit Phoenix with a missile dropkick, followed up with a pile driver. Penta pulled his mask off and dove onto the pin to break it up. Uh, Penta covered his face and was tossed to ringside by Andrade. Rush at Phoenix with oh. the bull's horns. And then the hammerlock DDT for the win. Chill. Fuck this nonsense. I. You love it, bro. I don't. I really don't. What do you do? Come on. Oh, look, we got a comment, apparently. 
It's Ari Davari. And Paco Bordeaux and Slim J. Oh, I could have sworn it was these guys. That's what came up on my Google search in Trustbusters. Wow. Quietly. Whoops. Wrong fucking place to put that picture. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was the Trustbusters, bro. So it's Paco Bordeaux and um and what's okay. called uh, Ari Davari and Slim J. Who the fuck are these? Parker Bordeaux, the, the next, the wannabe Brock Lesnar, the next big thing, who I must admit, I thought was going to be the next big thing too. But you know what? His body is so overrated. I thought he, he looked great in pictures, but really when you see him in person, I don't know if he even gets it, dude, to be fair. All right. Anyway, the Young Bucks are backstage. They've got Brandon Cutler followed them into the Dark Order locker room. Uh, Hangman was waiting inside. The Bucks asked everyone to be cool and said they wanted Cutler to document it. Matt said he wished he could take back everything they did to Paige. Uh, he talked about their friendship. Um, he said he was sorry. Uh, Matt said they were in the building when Paige won the championship at full gear. So was I, by the way. <laughs> um, at full gear. Uh, Matt said he couldn't even bring himself to congratulate Paige. Uh, there's a lot of people that say him and Nick are despicable, and maybe they are right, but Paige brings out the good in them. Matt then asks Paige to be their partner in the AEW Trios title tournament. Ah, uh, and he rejected him. Nah. Yeah. Paige said he just I'll... he just couldn't do that. Uh, he said uh, well, the Dark Order's I'll... been there the last two years, and they've been his friends like the Bucks were once. Uh, he said the oh, tournament oh, is Dark Order's chance, and he wants to be in their corner. Uh, Stop it. Yep. Uh, the Bucks told Cutler to shut up, and that was pretty much it. So, well, so we're back to all, the cowboy wearing fucking butterflies on his pants yes. and being friends with the and being friends with the fucking Dungeons and Dragons kids. So that's basically what this is. This th yes. this is the nerdy fuck who had no friends in high school and who really wanted to be friends with the quarterback, pretending right. like this tiny gay cowboy. That's what he is. Hey. I'm sorry. I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's his gimmick. He's a gay cowboy. It's cool, but he's a gay cowboy. Um, but the gay cowboy is really cool with the Dungeons and Dragons kids. That's basically what this is. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, look, man, personally, I think I've always said this. I think it will be Kenny and the Bucks. It'll be the real elite being in the trios matchup and possibly winning the whole trios thing. I mean, if you look back, I was listening to a press conference that TK did, it could have been on um, on Busted Open Radio. I can't remember. It was months ago. But it, the trio's titles got brought up and he basically said, I'm not doing anything until Kenny is around. And then what do you know? Suddenly the trio's bouts have... And this was months ago. So now the trio's bouts are around. Hangman said, no. Who else can it be, bro? I mean, it's got to be Kenny, surely. And Adam Page, you might as well just fire the guy right now. Just get rid of him, man. He's useless. Seriously. He's a pataluda. That's how you say butterfly in Greek, right? Let him go fly with Body the fairies, bro. In Spanish. <laughs> well, there you go. Butterflies in multiple languages. That's all he is, a butterfly, we bro. We got the multi-languages up in here. Absolutely. Um, including sometimes English. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> which I'll continue speaking now. Luchasaurus dominates some guy named Henry, puts him away with the fossilizer, which... Oh, does that harden you up? Is that what happens? Yeah, it's uh, 
Hmm, the fossilizer. Cool. Christian Cage appears on the big screen. Wow. He claps. He said he would have come out and slapped the headset off of Jungle Boy, who was on commentary for the 42nd match. Congratulations, Jungle Boy. Um, but he decided that the people of Minneapolis don't deserve to see him in person. It's probably true. Uh, Jungle Boy ran backstage and tried to attack Cage in the interview set, but security got involved. Luchasaurus gets back there. He takes out security, and Pat Buck takes a headbutt from Luchasaurus, the only entertaining Buck on this show. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Pat Buck gets a headbutt by Luchasaurus. Yes. Um, Luchasaurus is less unbearable as a heel. Ainsaurus? The thing is, is I hate him as a face because he's trying to do flips and jumps and do all kinds of nonsense. That like, if you're a giant, you don't have to do that, and you shouldn't do it. Like, in you can AEW, maybe bring it out in to. big, big matches <laughs> at like you know one of the two main pay per views from your company or whatever. You can maybe do a backflip. Like, you don't have to flip all over the fucking place. And at least as a heel, Luchasaurus is focusing on I'm big, I'm scary, and I'm gonna hurt you, which is what he should be doing. But they're not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I do. I and I don't know. I I don't care about this feud at all. Like I didn't even see it start, and I don't care. I watched this and went, "Oh, Luchasaurus is a heel now." Right. Yeah, it's true. And just quietly, there's been this sort of breaking news, but apparently, Hit Row is supposed to be on SmackDown this week. Just quietly, if anyone doesn't know who Hit Row is. That swerves crew in WWE. You know, that hit row. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. I, was, I saw a couple of NXT episodes with him. And I mean, listen, Triple H is going to hire a bunch of people back that he feels are loyal to him and that he but, feels like he can get something out of. But Swerve is the main dude in that group. So, what, I mean, I'm sure he, he's supposedly under contract to AEW, right? I mean, I don't know. We all kind of thought that Cody Rhodes must have been under contract for a longer time than he was, too. No. And then, nope. It's interesting. But anyway, sorry about that. I just had to point that out. No, that's cool. Uh, speaking of uh, contracts and people being either happy or not happy, Miro is backstage. Uh, he apparently is not happy with how AEW is using him. Spoiler alert. Neither do I. Um. Yeah, he's speaking in a darkened area. He said Malachi put him through changes and dragged him into the dark. Um, a blonde woman uh, shows up and tries to embrace him. It's Julia Hart, but Julia Hart is not his wife. And only one woman is allowed to touch me. Um, it's not her. Miro said his war path to his god is clear now, and it leads directly to the House of Black. Um, Fade out. Well, does it lead directly to the House of Black? I mean, it would be nice if it would lead directly to the House of Black instead of to a darkened area to cut promos for three or four weeks. Yeah, and then you go into another darkened era. Uh, era, darkened era. See what I did there? Yeah, I mean, darkened that, area. Hey, that's the new. The next time <laughs> AEW debuts a a a, a group, a trio, uh, a stable. Yeah. That's what they're going to be called, the darkened era, because everything is dark or black or whatever the fuck. The darkened era. And that darkened era or area that I'm talking about is the gorilla position. And then from there, if, he, if Miro finds his way through the gorilla position, all roads lead to the House of Black in the middle of the ring. That's what he has to do. Could have came so is Miro before. joining the House of Black or is he coming back as a face to face the House of Black? 
I don't have a fucking clue. Now, he got sprayed, right? He got cummed on by fucking Malachi Black again, right? Let's be honest, right? I would have thought that, again, AEW was creative enough to come up with something to, along the lines like where he's, you know, forming into this House of Miro, House of Black version of Miro, you know, where he's under control, under the spell. But no, instead we get him coming out week in, week out. There was a few other segments in the past, Chris, which you probably haven't caught on. But he just walk out, you hear his music, House of Black is in the middle of the ring, and do you know what he does? Nothing. He just stops. That's it. Okay. Does nada. Nothing at all, bro. So if he if he knows now that he spoke to his God, and apparently all roads lead to the House of Black, well, you were there, man. And what'd you do? Nothing. Again. <laughs> so uh, listen, like they could do something cool with this. You know, they they absolutely could if they wanted to. It could be something to the effect of like, you know, Miro uh Miro hates his god, but he hates the darkness yeah, more. That, therefore That's what I've said too. Or they maybe could have easily done that. Or maybe Miro hates his god so much that he's decided to turn his back on the light and join the dark or whatever. Right. There's lots of different interesting things you could do with it, but like fuck it. again, God. Yeah, I'm going to say the same fucking thing I said about the House of Black. Shit or get off the fucking pot. <laughs> You're right. Spot on, bro. Like, do something. You know that You know that fucking meme where that kid's poking something with a stick? And he's like, do, do something. something. Right. That. Don't think. Do something. Right. I mean, it's true, man. And But I guess, you know, the so-called... Uh, Booker of the Year bullshit is not really that creative after all, actually, Chris. Apparently not. Okay, next segment I need to get into character for. Oh, nice. B uh, power hot tubs. <laughs> why, uh, why you attack Ricky Stocks? That's not Stocks. nice. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Mark Henry uh... attempted to ask Powerhouse Hobbs about his attacks on Ricky Starks, but the factory showed up. Because they're still there for some reason and still have jobs. Factory. Marshall called told, a factory, Chris. Shouldn't they be fucking producing talent? Endless talent? You'd think. Or at least, you know, a talent. Like, right. I mean, look what? at Camarado. How fucking big does that guy look right now? He looks huge. And he got his ass whooped by a little midget. Again, everybody over 210 pounds is a jobber. By a um, smurf, no less. <laughs> Marshall told Hobbs that uh, he doesn't need to worry about Starks. Marshall said he sees Hobbs as a future world champion. Uh, they'll take care of Starks tonight. Uh, Hobbs just says, don't let your problem become mine. And that was it. So I like Hobbs showing a bit of menace. I, I think he's he's good as like a pissed off heel. I think it's a good role for him. Right, but there's a problem though, Chris. Can you explain to me? Well, like I said, I know you haven't watched Dynamite, but it doesn't really matter because it's irrelevant at this point. But can you tell me why Hobbs has turned on Starks? See, I haven't watched Dynamite, but I know the answer to this question as well as someone who has watched Dynamite for the last 10 right. weeks. Not a fucking clue. Right. And you know what? And it's easy to point out, and I'll say it again. I said it last week. I'll say it now. Yeah, sure. If you listen to Starks' promo last week on Dynamite, he could easily use the excuse, well, all he was doing was talking about himself and, 
not mentioning, you know, us. It's just about him and rah, rah, rah. Cool. But you know what? This week came and gone, and we still don't have an explanation from Hobbs. Nothing. Not even that. Not even that shit where I thought it was common sense. Fine. They're going to go with the common sense route. But yep. not. We do not have an explanation. There was no reason to split these two guys up. Uh, nope. I just don't know where they're going. I don't get how these idiots think this is cool. This is fine. Like, but it's not. I'm sorry, yep. it's not. So it's it's basically like if you if you picked up a Batman comic right now, and all of a oh. sudden Batman and Robin were trying to kill each other, right? You you might be like, oh, that's wow, why? The factory should be recalled. Thank you, Facebook it user. That's a Absolutely. good one. Absolutely. That's um, a very good one. The factory should be condemned. Um, <laughs> basically, like, so you pick up a co comic book right now. Batman and Robin are trying to kill each other, right? And you're like, oh, uh, that's right. that's really interesting. And then you get to the end of the comic, and there's, and then they don't give you any explanation as to why Batman and Robin are fighting. And you're left going, what the fuck? Like, hmm. why? What was the point of this? How did that happen? In what universe is this happening? Where is this happening? And why? You want to know why? Because knowing why, you know, knowing why two people are feuding is what helps create antagonist and protagonist, which you oh. need in a fucking story. Not in AEW. Yes. Well, Who moving on. Yeah. Jay Lethal and two fucking dorks uh, come down to the ring and <laughs> talk some crap about Wardlow, who uh, comes out to fight. Uh, started walking to the ring. He said, I'm just going to kick the shit out of all of you. And then FTR's music hits and uh, Wardlow looks a little bit surprised. And what is why is why is FTR's music coming on? And then they come down and it was just uh, they were there to back up their buddy, which honestly, I kind of liked. I kind of enjoyed that little bit that it was that it was just friends helping friends. And that felt a little different from a lot of pro wrestling where everybody's got backup and everybody talks about having backup and they know their backup is coming. So they pause in the middle of their, you know, they, they you, well, you know, I brought my own friends. Mike goes Ooh. down, music hits, lights, blah, 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 entrance, right? You see that all the time in pro wrestling. So for this to be like, no, I'm going to beat the shit out of you myself. And then all of a sudden, nope, my buddies saw what was happening they got their music to hit and they came down to help me. I liked it. That was good. I will shout that out. That was good. Well, it was good, but still, I mean, fuck. But you're right. I mean, you said it you said it best, dude. I mean, there's nothing more I can really add to that other than what you said. So Giant Dork and Midget Dork uh leave the ring, leaving also midget but slightly taller dork to take a big rig to end these to end the segment. Uh that was Jay Lethal taking the big rig to end the segment i wonder what the big rig is and what does it imply it i you know I mean, I kinda, is it an oil rig i kind of feel like it's about their friend who died so i don't want to make too many <laughs> jokes <laughs> well, just these are questions i need answers chris <laughs> you know and and i and i support your right to ask whatever <laughs> questions you need to my friend uh, don't fucking Alex Jones be Chris. All right, backstage, <laughs> Anna Jones puts some <laughs> random lady in a chokehold. Yeah, that was interesting. I'll <laughs> choke you. I'll choke you. Choke you. That's what she's been doing every week. It's cool. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. 
It's she, some kind of fucking development. Sim- I mean, she did a, absolutely fucking nothing for the first two years she was in AEW. Hey, hey, look, man, she's probably the hottest chick in AEW by far. I think she won. I'm pretty sure if I can go ahead and steal this from from our friend Kevin Panetta, I'm pretty sure she won the dollar that night. Oh, did she really? Pretty sure she did, and I think he's actually working right now. So I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Gotta love RoboCop. Absolutely. Can we make RoboCop fiction again? Sorry. Um, all right. Next up here, Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo with uh, cool. Cole Sharder at ringside. Is that right? Sharder? Because I don't have a clue, but apparently Facebook user says the answer to all of Jimmy's questions <laughs> is a giant penis. It's a penis, Jimmy. You're, <laughs> you're spot on, Facebook user. You're right. That's exactly what the answer to my questions were is penis. It's uh, he got my cadence right too. It's a penis. It's a penis, Jimmy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's a penis. <laughs> That's good. It's good to know uh, that people are understanding sorry. my cadence well enough, even after absolutely, even after all this time away. Wasn't <laughs> sure I'd still have it, but I needed to prove to myself with one more podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not retiring. Um, no, that's good to know. Yeah, no, that was a Mark Henry retirement speech. I'm not doing. It. Not really. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome to the Hall of Pain, uh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, Ricky Starks takes on Aaron Solo, who has uh, Cole Sharder. Um, Carter, cool. sorry, not Sharder. He's not a Sharder. There's no, there's no Two proof dimes. that he's sharded. Um, also, QT Marshall, Anthony Agogo, and Nick Camarato. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. These guys need cooler names. I'm really, they need better names. Like these are just, it just, I know these are actual names. They're stupid names. Wow. We, or at least you can't put them in the same fucking thing. You can't say a go, go and Kamaroto and Minimoto and Flofa Floto. (laughs) Yamamoto. Yamamoto. We're all in the same fucking faction. Okay. It's like having page, page, page and cage all in the (laughs) the fucking faction. You can't do it. Well, you know what goes through my mind when I fucking see Anthony Agogo and his name? What? There's a commercial they used to play here in Australia. I I doubt you would know it. I doubt anyone would know it unless you're from Australia. But it it was an insurance ad called uh, Amy. And you'd see this. this older guy call up and he's like obviously some sort of uh, ethnic, right? You know, must be like some sort of migrant from overseas. He goes, he's a wog. He's a wog. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's a wog. And he calls up saying, like, yeah, hello. I like to insurance my Gogo mobile, right? And he'd be like, and the girl would be like, what? Gogo mobile? And he'd be like, yeah, G-O-G-G-O. That's what I think of as Anthony Ogogo, just quietly. So, yeah, right there. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> you got to um, check it out, and then it'll, it'll make sense. Cool. All right. Uh, there's a Let's Go Ricky chant, which was cool. Um, cool. I like Ricky Starks. I think he probably has a lot more to give as a heel, but we'll see. It's not, mean, well, first of all, I don't mind Starks, but he's going to stop doing this shit. Who is he? Michael Jackson? I mean, come on, bro. What is he? A god? A Greek god? Like, what the fuck is he, bro? What the? I don't know. I just. 
<laughs> Good stuff. No more. Um, anyway, uh, Starks hits the spear for the pin. Uh, Ricky then avoids the goon squad. We see Hobbs freak out backstage and throw a television. Cool. Why? Guess he's mad. Why? I. Yes. He hasn't told us yet why he's fucking mad. That's the problem. We don't know because they're not telling us. There's a lady backstage. She talks to the ass boys and Billy, who doesn't love his children. Dan Housen comes and says that the big bearded man will see them on Rampage. So I'm guessing that's Rowan. Um, I, I hope so. I hope it's not penis. I. It's not penis. Okay. <laughs> the answer to oh, this question is not penis. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. There's some crap from Cassidy and his friends, and apparently the 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 whatever the fucking else's things they are. Speaking of pages, Ethan hired Stokely <laughs> to get him TV time while on TV. Now, no TV That's time. Facts. Facts. Welcome she's, she's to AEW. <laughs> facts. Where were you? Where is Ethan fucking Page? He's fucking fighting himself somewhere. In some dark locker room or some shit. You're right. That's, that's he's facts. somewhere trying to convince people that uh, that he Alexander to... was was from Macedonia. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> Fucking blockhead, Ethan. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue on. All right, I'm not covering this shit with Cassidy because I don't give a shit. Um, oh, fair enough. Madison Rain versus Jade Cargill was a match. Mm. Um, Excalibur mentions that, uh, Chris Statlander being sidelined by an injury and how, uh, rain had a chance to win the TBS title in just her second AEW match. And we all totally bought in and thought that that was possible. Yeah. No, we didn't. And, no. That didn't. Yeah. No. And just quietly is, uh, that alien injured again. The alien is once again injured. Apparently bones are very wow. brittle on her planet. Must be, must be the atmosphere here on Earth. It just doesn't jive with Statlander because at this point, I feel bad for it. This poor old woman just gets injured every fucking time, man. Uh, Maybe, Chris, maybe you should just give it up, girl. Maybe professional wrestling ain't for you. Just saying. Maybe, maybe OnlyFans. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure she'll make a bit of cash. I mean, come on. You show us what interesting things you're willing to boop, <laughs> and I bet you people will pay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's 100%, bro. All right. Rain goes for the cross rain, but Cargill stuffs it and hits Jaded for the win. Nobody cares. Athena gets in Jade's face, but absolutely no one believes that she has a chance against Jade at the pay-per-view, so we'll move on See, no. because, again, Please. nobody cares. No one gives a shit. All right. Neither do we. Who cares? Jade's going to win every day, every week, every month, every year, hands down. That's just the gimmick they're going with. It is what it is. It Thunder is Rosa is. and Tony Storm are interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Uh, Storm was now the number one contender for the title due to Chris Statlander's injury. Mm, Storm true. spoke about an upcoming <laughs> match and said her goal is to win the championship. Rosa wished her luck in her match and said they would talk about a title match another time. It's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, but I thought she was the number one contender, so why should they be talking another time when she should be talking to Tony? Who's the boss, bro? And I'm not talking about the TV show. But who the fuck's the boss, man? Tony. Tony. Not Tony Storm. No. Not Tony Tony Schiavone. Okay, and not 
Not Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony. <laughs> or Tony, Tony, Tony. Okay, See, so, yeah. I'm funny. It's, it's TK. It's TK's Tony. the boss. TK. Okay. Well, we got a chewing gum company and brand called PK over here. I don't know what that means. Good chewing gum. PK. PK. You should call it TK. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, Ross hypes the main event. Uh, Chris Jericho makes his Lionheart entrance, uh, something other than Fozzie. I was growling. I was growling. Didn't she just lose a total match like five weeks ago? Yeah, she did, but who cares? <laughs> wins and losses don't matter. Do you think in wins AEW, and bro? losses matter in wrestling, exactly. bro? Fuck, exactly, bro. bro. You're, on, so, bro. you're so lame to think that bro. wins and losses would, would matter in wrestling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> Booker of the year, bro. <laughs> come, come on, bro. Seriously. But I just want to say, like, uh, the, like, really, like, wins and losses haven't mattered now in AEW for a long time. At this point, they shouldn't even have their win-loss fucking bullshit when they come out. I don't even know how contendership works anymore. No. No. Because so just that, scrap it. that would have taken because that would have taken some actual intelligence and pre-planning and backup plans and things like that. That I mean TK yeah. doesn't do that. TK gets there on the day and goes, <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna fucking do, guys. Everybody's gonna fucking play. Everybody, everybody's fucking playing tonight. <clears throat> hey, fucking go. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it, Oh boy, yeah. I mean, you're, you're spot on, bro. That's what happens, and you fucking know what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, John Moxley that makes that his deserves wild a thumbs entrance. up by TK's favorite fucking uh, orange fucking drink. Thanks, Just Juicy. Saying. Um, <laughs> Juicy, I like it. That should be his girlfriend, bro. If he ever gets a girl in his corner, and I'm not talking about Stan they should be called Juicy. Juicy. Juicy and fucking Orange Cassidy. Juicy wow. and the orange. <laughs> anyway, John Moxley orange. comes out to Wild Thing. I still think it's it doesn't fit his character. He needs something harder than that. I, like he's wild. Get that he bro. likes it, but like he should legitimately wow. be coming out to saliva or something. He needs to come actually, out to something that's actually hard. If you do end up listening to his book, Chris, he actually doesn't like the song. Doesn't like he actually wild says thing. it. He doesn't like Wild Thing, but he gets it. He understands because, you know, he's from Ohio, blah, blah, blah. Even though he's from Cincinnati, not Cleveland. You know, it's got more meaning to fucking Cleveland than it does to Cincinnati. But, you know, TK would be like, same, same. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. O-H. <laughs> yeah. I-O. O-H. <laughs> exactly. I-O. <laughs> Booker of the year. Twice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> wow just saying it's true but we Fine. continue on all right william regal's on commentary uh jericho flips off moxley to start the match there were dueling lionheart and let's go moxley chance uh moxley jericho gets moxley in a seated position and rips out his earring like dude no thank you <laughs> i don't want to see that that like didn't really rip it it didn't even rip it bro i didn't see like, really? Come on. I mean, there was blood gashing out of his ear, though. That's true. But do you think it really actually ripped it? I don't know if it was real or not, but it was gross. <laughs> can you blade your ear? I mean, you can, but, like, would you blade your ear? 
No. Also, after <laughs> he starts bleeding profusely from his ear, then they exchange some wrestling holds with pinning combinations oh, and submissions. Really? No. <laughs> and I want to point out one thing. I want to correct Taz. Taz said that the cartilage of your ear bleeds the most. Now, the cartilage is up here, Taz. Yes. Not down here. Your lobe is right? not See? cartilage. See, yeah, your lobe is not cartilage. See, I've got an earring there. That, that's That's not there. It's up here. And I've got an earring up there too, mind you, right? I haven't got it on, but I've pierced it. No blood. That's actually thin cartilage. Just want to point it out. You're wrong, Taz. So Taz doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He fucking doesn't. Shocking. Uh, Shocking. Jericho seems to be enjoying being the Lionheart again, as this match was sort of centered around a lot of wrestling submission holds and stretches, et cetera, et cetera. I like that kind of wrestling match. I didn't mind this match. Um... It's just so much fucking blood constantly, though. Like, I don't, I don't need it. I just, I don't need it every single yes, you night. You do stop it. You do need it. Um, Jericho had you mocks in the walls for day. an ungodly amount of time, but couldn't get the tap. Literally, he put him in the walls before a break, and when we came back from the break, he was still in the fucking walls of Jericho. Yes. How was. effective wonder... is that fucking move? If if the guy can just can just stand it for four and a half minutes. Don't you know? I mean, it's it's very effective. I wonder what they were doing during the break. Uh, hashtag fire test. Yeah, that's that's probably Jeff. And yes, hashtag fire test. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. What were they doing during that time? You think? Do you think they were they were having coffee? Did they have tea? They probably they had not... Tim Hortons coffee because ah, Chris Jericho's Canadian, you, and that gives you super energy. Super energy. Yeah. Super energy to the point where it gives you the strength there. of a moose. It oh, gives no. you the endurance of a beaver. No, <laughs> not the beaver that's in your head right now. I mean the, the beaver, be that's so like a Canadian icon. The beaver. Wait, 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 wait. The endurance of a beaver. Yes. <laughs> and what type of endurance do they? You know have? what I'm Actually, talking about? Canadian one. Come on, seriously. I know seriously, you're saying Jimmy, like a rabbit. In other words, right? How like often? They fuck like rabbits. How how Is that often? What you're implying. How often do you hear? But I was almost there. Come on, let let's be real, okay? You know what I'm saying by uh, endurance of a beaver. I know what you're saying. Those things I know fucking exactly last what you're forever. Saying. Well, we hear because we don't have beavers, unfortunately. That's true. We actually don't, bro. No beavers here. No, I so, know. <laughs> we say rabbits. Yes, they're very Canadian. As a matter of fact, extremely Canadian. But we very say rabbits Canadian. instead. Very rabbits. Canadian. Wabbits. Cool. Cool. Very cool. cool. cool, 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 cool. Absolutely. All cool. right. There's a double axe handle. Uh, gets an it gets a this is awesome chant because awesome. Double axe handles are awesome. Very. Anyway, eventually Jericho goes to ringside. He grabs the title belt. He returned to the ring and tried to hit Moxley with it, but Moxley moved and Jericho crashed into the exposed turnbuckle. <gasps> Jericho bled heavily. More Whoa. blood. Blood everywhere. Yes, the answer was penis. Facebook the answer user, was yes. not penis. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Moxley applies the bulldog choke, which Jericho escaped. Jericho threw elbows at Moxley and then applied a lion tamer. Moxley escaped the hold and then threw elbows in the back of Jericho's head and put him in the bulldog choke again. Jericho pumped his arm several times and then tapped out. Yeah. So much for the lion heart. Just quietly, can you hear this song in the background? Yep. 
Why didn't he come out to this? That's the lion heart, bro. What the hell was his theme, by the way? I don't know. He probably couldn't get the license for this because, like, WWE owns all the WCW license. I'm sure they can fucking make a make one that's close or use the real thing. Even flow the song. Yeah, but they're not gonna get even flow. Can you imagine? Come on, bro. Come on, like, even yeah, flow. Right. Call up Pearl Jam and see if you can get licensing rights. No fucking TK no. apparently can do it. If you can do it, don't be a tight ass TK. Put your money where your fucking coke is and get even flow by He's Pearl Jam. For the Lionheart, who's Jericho? Otherwise, what's the fucking point of going back to the Lionheart? Anyway, heels hit the ring, faces hit the ring, brawling ensues. Uh, Punk's music hits. Oh my god, ZM Punk, he's back. Cool, I missed him so much. Yeah, Punk single-handedly saves wrestling once again. They clear the ring in the back. Save their ratings, Chris. He didn't the first time. Um, Yeah. Faces clear the ring. Uh, Moxley flips off Punk. Moxley leaves. Punk sits in the middle of the ring, gets some chance, holds up a finger. There's one champion. Quote Mike no, Tyson. There's, two. there's two. one Pope. There's one two. president. There's one two. world champion. Two. The answer is penis. Um, <laughs> two penises, that is. Not one. Oh, <laughs> uh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, All right. Anyway, show was not terrible. There were some good. Uh, there were some good things that I liked. I do sure? like Ricky Starks. I do like Powerhouse Hobbs being a little more aggressive. Um, For what reason we fucking don't know yet? I did like some of the back and forth uh, catches, catch can type wrestling between Jericho and Moxley. That's pretty much it. Everything else was terrible. Um, terrible. Casket matches to start the show? No. Um, yes. No. Uh, matches yes. where people are getting thrown through tables and obliterated and knocked unconscious and then losing by roll-ups? No. Um, yes. Chris Jericho coming back as the Lion Tamer only to <laughs> just lose and not even come out to his original theme. No. Uh, yes. CM Punk even being the savior of professional wrestling. It's a big yes. No. Yes. Absolutely yes, because Punk is my hero. Yeah. That (laughs) makes one of us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the PWC Presents, Uh, the Wednesday Night Skirmish with me, Christopher Ams. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at ChrisAms1. At ChrisAms1. Jimmy, where the fuck can the people find you, bud? Well, you can find me right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Please like and subscribe over there. Also, you can find us at the PW Hustle Networks where the skirmish is also there. Please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com because for five bucks, you can get Chris and I talking Rampage every Friday or Saturdays these days right there on channelattitude.com. Also, via the Hamin Media Group. So please like and subscribe at Hamin Media Group, HMG to be specific, and theblowoffpod.com. And if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Chris, you tell them where they can find you, bro. Or did you already tell them? The answer to your question, Jimmy. is penis. Penis. Penis everywhere. Yeah, they already know. I already said it. They know. 
I'm that's at Chris, Chris Sam's, Sam's one. one. Yeah, that's right. Don't look He's me up back, anywhere else, folks. I'm not anywhere else. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. And nowhere else. That's it. So, Chris, will you be back next week on the skirmish? <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> really try. I'll put you on the spot, bro. Because oh. the vet was starting to get your spot, bro. He was on the last four weeks, but the OGs have come back and back better than ever, bro. I'm actually pumped. Huh. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, anybody, anybody who has filled in for me in the last couple of weeks, thank you very much. Uh, it's it's a you know it's been a pleasure to have you guys uh, on the show and to, to listen to what you guys have to say. Jeff too. And before and Kev, absolutely Jeff and Kev. Kev wanted to join us actually tonight, but he realized by the time we started. He was recording his own show, so shout out to Kev and the Dollar Wrestling crew, including Johnny Jobber and Mr. Jimmy Prenders, who's also part of the crew. Also, I want to say big shout out to Big Ray Hernandez and the Vet. Check out the Next Level podcast, man. They gave me a big shout out on their show last week. It got me all shucks, man. I was all like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I couldn't thank them anymore, man. We love you guys over there. Keep doing your thing. Check their show out at channelattitude.com via Min Media Group. And I think that's about it, Chris. So, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. Here's Chris Sams, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network and the PW Hustle Networks. Peace. Penis. Must be Malachi. It, it, I would think somewhere. This guys, has been a plan. You guys are detectives. <laughs> the lights still out. There you go. Malachi and Buddy Matthews. The human shield in front of Brody King. But Darby. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. oh, Julia. Julia, she, she, Julia Hart just got the lower chop block. Vicious chop block. Tear the hell out of your ACL. This is all legal. It's no disqualification in this match here. Oh, oh good call. Coffin match. Buddy Matthews. This is not a handicap match. There may not be no disqualification. Oh, uh, you're correct on that. It's definitely not a handicap match, but Dobby's definitely in a handicap situation for sure. Yeah, this plays into the House of Black strategy. Time and place. I don't think we talked enough about the House of Black. This is one hell of a faction, or group, or entity, whatever you want to call it. They have three very distinctly different and special athletes. And very dangerous too, JR. And that, that young lady there is going to be a unique element as she continues to uh, captivate and migrate. Yeah, she's, she's already had an impact in this match. Well, she was definitely oh. influential in Dobby getting tripped up. Is it going to be a gonzo bomb? No, it's going to be the cannonball through the table! By having fun with Darby. Yeah, Darby's yeah. Darby's done. Man. I think you can just throw him in the coffin at this point yeah. and pulls the lid. Yeah, we we talked about how there have been two previous coffin matches here in AEW. Darby Allen has won both of them, but right now the numbers, the odds against 
Darby unlike they've ever had been in the past. You can see though, Brody King slow to get up. He's taking so much punishment. Uh, the punishment's about to get worse at the hands of Malachi. They're gonna end it right now. Oh God, directing traffic here. There you go. Buddy Matthews. Oh, that's gonna put him in that coffin, that's where it. Oh! Oh my God, it's Sting! It's Sting, Tony! It's Sting! The icon, Sting! And you see what the... Oof! After the mist in the eye! From Malachi Black, but now Sting with the bat. He's wearing Buddy Matthews' oh. ass out of that bat. You're not kidding. That ball bat is all over, buddy. Woodshed in time. What an entrance. What an entrance. Yeah, talk about time and play. How the hell did he get in that course? How did he get in there? I don't even know how that happened. I guess a, a light trick, route. A trick door. Or a trick door. Oh, wait, he just threw the bat to Malachi Black. What sound? There it is. Here's a weapon for you. Now, do you have the balls to use it? Sting laying out the challenge. Look at Sting's eye. It's almost painted like... It's from the mist, in courtesy of Malachi Black. Right? Two very unpredictable, dangerous men. And Malachi, not blinking, so to speak. Yeah, the message sent by Malachi, he doesn't need the bat. Well, he may want to rethink that analogy. Playing a little game right there with the Stinger. Malachi whispering some some words to Brody King is yeah, maybe go win this match. Well, Brody's in a bad way though, guys. He's hurt. Yeah, well, so is Darby. True. And and Buddy Matthews. I don't know. He was cannonballed out of here. But as we know, Buddy's not in the match. But Sting now. Uh oh. What? Sting doesn't like the disrespect being shown by Malachi Black. Here we go. Watch out. But Darby, the cannonball. The cannonball by Darby Allen as Darby's trying to maneuver Brody King into the coffin. And These guys are face-to-face -face thinking my other time, but look at this. Chaos all over the damn building here in Minneapolis. Brody King. Ooh. Sending Darby once again into the barricades, and now... Oh! I was just about to say, I feel like King is one move away from winning this match. That might have been the one move. Brody King maneuvering that coffin. We look like we're on the set of a horror movie. Yeah, he's maneuvering it through blood. And that coffin with the thumbtacks on the inside of the lid. So if you try to close it, if you try to prevent the closing, your hands are getting punctured. Oh, I got a funny feeling. I know what the hell that King's about to do here. Brody King. He's carrying fight. Back elbows right in that... Uh, Mangled face. Oh, but Brody. Oh, no, the choke. What's he got in his hand? But Darby with the chain, using the chain to, he caught, he caught Brody King right on the orbital. And now using the chain to choke Brody King. Take that oxygen away and runs a few right out of the tank. That's Brody's own chain that he wears to the ring and Darby using it as oh, a Oh! Brody's slipping. Oh my God. He's going to sleep. Choking him out. Oh! Ah. Oh, it's oh. a hole in one. There's a Phenomenal. You talk about overcoming odds, size, disadvantages, just the, the sheer numbers game.
But to Darby Allen ever for one moment think about slowing it down or taking the easy way out. Hell no, he did not. Talk about a perfect bounce. Good gosh. What a match. What physicality, guys. Let's take a look here at some of the action. Darby Allen, the avalanche code red. That created the opening for Darby, but that was the crucial moment, Taz, the missed splash on the table. It really was. And then Julia grabbing the leg and giving the opening for Darby to get destroyed, but this able to dunk at the Stinger. That's just a difference maker right here. Yeah. No one expected Sting to be in that, in that coffin, loaded with a baseball bat. And hung Boom. out for the choke, right in the basket. That's a three-pointer, I think, at Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> Darby getting a measure of revenge for each time Brody King has put Darby Allen to sleep. Guys, I'm on a high. Did you see Battle of Belts 3 last Saturday? We did to Wardlow the unthinkable. Nobody has done to Wardlow what we did last Saturday night. Satnam Singh, one in a billion, seven foot four. He chokeslammed Wardlow right to the table. Wardlow's like 20 feet high up in the air. Man, you rock, dude. You're the best. But Wardlow, you may think that we're done with you, but we are not done by a long shot. Because Wardlow, Last Saturday, we sent a message. So the message is this. Either A, defend the TNT Championship against me one more time, or B, we come find you and we just take it. Another shot at this? You got it. But tonight, I'm whooping all three of your asses. Coming, Jay Lethal, FTR. 
having the back of Wardlow just what Wardlow needed to have. Yeah, definitely a little off. Uh, a little backup for sure. Who well, wants two better guys, Shayard and FTR, to have your back? Damn right, man. They're the best tag team in the world in the eyes of many. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The TBS champion, Jade Cargill, had the challenger, Madison Rain, aloft. Could be it. Now the cover by Jade. No, Madison Rain able to kick out. We see the baddies. And Kiara Hogan, apoplectic. They thought that was a slow count, but by my eyes, it was right on the money. Well, through pitcher pitcher through the break, we saw the champion really dominate the challenger. Madison Rain has been in a lot of trouble here, but that jawbreaker, that really helped. And imagine if Madison Rain were to come in here tonight and defeat Jade Cargill, the TBS champion. We've already had a lot of upheaval in the women's division. Earlier today, it was announced that Chris Statlander will be out with injury, and that hotly contested number one spot, now free and clear, belongs to Tony Storm. That's interesting right there. But Madison Rain has a chance to claim her first championship here in AEW and only her second match. Yeah, she definitely has an amazing opportunity here, but can she get the win? Can she capitalize over the dominant champion? Madison Rain now hanging neck breaker. Got to be something quick, something a little bit strategic, I, I agree. think. I agree, maybe an inside cradle type thing. Something like that, exactly. A tight roll up, something. Fully agree. Madison up to the middle rope, flipping neck breaker. I think she didn't get all of it, and Jay tried to block it, but maybe that's enough. A two, no. That moves hard to do that Madison did because you're coming off the ropes and you don't see as you're flying in the air and you grab the opponent's head. Especially to an athlete the size of Jay Cargill. But I, I like the effort by Madison Rain for sure. Madison, the front chancery. Oh, that, that, that choke. Oh, no, but Jay back in control. That powers oh! And then countered again. That's veteran wrestling right there. Yes. The champion spiked. Madison Rain. Oh, my. That yeah. was a less than a count away from ending the longest winning streak in the history of AEW. Madison realized, JR, to your point, how close she was to capturing the TBS title. She realizes it. Kiara Hogan once again diverting the attention of Madison Rain. And Madison. Madison's going to block that crap out. Yeah, it's, it's well, wait, Jay no. Cargill. Oh, the pump kick wipes out Kiara Hogan. There's and a roll up. There. Madison. That's what we said. Two. Oh. That's kind of what we were just talking about, JR. She almost got it. Well, Madison went for that kick, but that pump oh. kick lands. That's flexibility, accuracy, and power. All in one smooth move. Yeah, full size into. Oh, here we go. That nice may have down. been the haymaker that Jade needed. No, Madison looking for the cross rein. She's behind Jade, the cross rein. No. Countered strength and power again. Countered. And Madison rain jaded. That's going to be it. Face first. What's that canvas? It needs some JR's barbecue sauce on it. Make it palatable. The winner of this match. And still, TBS champion, Jay. We're seeing a very special athlete evolve before our very eyes. 36 and 0. The undefeated, the dominant TBS champion, Jade. Cargill with yet another victory. And, oh, wait a whoa, second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Unbeknownst to Jade. That was Athena. She was disguised as a baddie. And Jade doesn't realize it. Uh-oh. Oh! oh. oh shot. What a shot by Athena. Jade is covering up. And now Athena sends Jade Cargill into the ropes. Oh, Kira Hogan. Kira saved the day for Hogan. Kira saved the day for Jade, I should say. What the hell is chaotic here?
But Athena, she thinks Jade has been dodging her. And Athena making a very compelling case to be the next woman to challenge Jade Cargill for that TBS championship. That's a direct message from Athena. That'd be interesting. A lot of experience advantage for Athena. But well, we've seen Jade has been able to overcome that experience advantage, but can she overcome an athlete like Athena? El Cerro Miedo in that same conversation. Miedo's beautiful, loud chance of Eddie for Eddie Guerrero. Nessa, oh, went for a frost blast. Shades of the late great one. Well, the cover as Andrade. Oh, so close. That was so close, no doubt about that. Knox got a two count out of it. Yeah, Andrade's angry about it, too. But what has happened, sorry, J.R., what has happened is the momentum that the Lucha Brothers has had has been stymied now. Yeah, you're right. Because they were on top of it, man. They have things going their way. Right. You're right, Tony. Thank you, Jim. The momentum is key, you said. Stymied, also a great word. You don't hear much, and there's a reason for that, Tony. Just when it looked like the Lucha Brothers get moving back into it, it turned around, but then Phoenix able to avoid the thrust kick. Andrade looking. Phoenix trying to block. He's trying to block oh, this geez. attempt. Andrade was looking for the hammerlock DDT, but instead, guys are just thrilling each You're other. You're wondering what's going to stick. Who's not get the sequence of two or three moves together and win this damn thing? Well, I think the key is to get the to get one man isolated, get the other man out of the ring so he can't make a save. That's got to be it. Now the double knees in the corner from Andrade, but Phoenix. Oh, wow. Off the ropes of the soul, but Roosh back up to the corner. Phoenix, the boot to the face, and Watch now. Roosh, be careful with Roosh, though. Oh, oh nice count. There it is. That was scouted. I had a feeling. Oh, but look at this, Penta. Rolling cutter. Penta with a huge cutter, laying out Roosh, and all four men are down. What a battle, what a war here, live from Minneapolis, Quake of the Lake. Great wrestling city. For years, Absolutely. many years. Yeah. Think of all the stars that have come from this state. Awesome. How about Robbinsdale High School? Plethora, plethora of great ones out of that school for sure. Now Andrade and Penta were out on the apron. Penta lands the Gamangiri, dropped Roosh, and now the Deuce! Oh, Troyer on the apron! How the hell do you continue? No way he's going. there's no way that drive is going to continue after that. No way! See, and there you go. Keep like the man outside. Yep. Single out one guy, you called it. Yeah. And now, now you Roosh. Now you got to finish the deal. Roosh on the apron with Penta. Penta, maybe thinking Fear Factor on the apron. Oh, this would do it. Oh, God, no, this is dangerous here. Trying to end this rivalry with La Faxion and Gobernable for good. Yeah. Roosh was able to sit out a bit yeah. and, and drop down to one knee as well. Now, yeah, Roosh with the weight advantage. Some bigs coming up here, fellas. I think Roosh is fixing to land on his head. Maybe oh. not. Andrade. I thought we'd seen the last of Andrade in this match. Me too. But he got up and he, to disrupt the balance of Ray Fenix on the top rope, and Roosh landed that rising knee strike on Penton on the outside. Oh, that headbutt. Oh, that headbutt. Unfortunately, they gave Andrade plenty of time to uh, regain his composure. Well, he's tied on the outside. Look at Penton's getting tied up in the ropes. The mask of Penton being tied to the ropes, too. And no, Ray Fenix kicking out. Well, that's going to keep Penton there unless he wants to take his mask off. And you know he doesn't want to do that. Direct. A double knot. The double knot. Not the double knot. I think Andrade might have been a Weblo or Cub Scout. I don't know which one's higher ranking, but Andrade was that. Weblo's a lower 
That's where I've been. That's what Giovanni was. Oh, but Ray Phoenix. Now the thrust kick drops him. Shotgun missile drop kick. What we've got right now is especially a handicap match. We got divide and conquer. Oh, God. And Rush. Oh, sits out with the pile drive. Get him here. Gonna get him. One, two. And the kid help. Penta. He unmasked himself to break up the pinning predicament. He had to, to save his brother. I didn't expect him to do I that, but he either. did it. I did not either, Taz. I really didn't. And Alex Abrahamson just rolled the spare mask into the ring, but Andrade put on the brakes. Oh, boy. He claims this is a victory. And this oh, oh, Jose just took out Alex. Alex Abrahamson is taken out on the outside. I believe Andrade chucked that extra mask into the audience. Now, FedEx with the roll-up. Two. No. This damn thing is a train wreck. It won't stop. This tornado tag match just keeps on rolling. Fans are as astonished as what they are witnessing as we are. Yeah, the fans are trying to tell the audience to, to go ahead, throw the mask back to Penta. Yeah, exactly. But Roosh, he's about to land the bull's horns on. Heard the end after that. And Ray Fenix. Just kicked him right in the face with both feet. Basically, as hard as he could. Fenix looks like he's out, he's out, out like a light. Just cover him. Andrade. Now the, the hammer lock. It's anticlimactic. El Idolo. He's done. The cover. Two and three. What a match. What a tag team match. Rouge and Andrade. El Idolo. Yeah, yeah, you're right, JR. You're not going to find much better tornado tag matches. Better than that bad boy right there. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.